Hey everyone, Inside the Closet, Mateo Lane here. Uh, if you want to see us on the road, uh, you can catch me at House of Comedy in Vancouver, Canada. I will be at Moon Tower in Austin, Texas, April 21st to the 23rd. And I sold out my first show. We've added a second show at the Columbus Funny Bone, April 24th. And finally, Vermont Comedy Club, Burlington, Vermont, April 29th and 30th. For all tickets, go to MateoLaneComedy.com. And I will be at Albany, the Albany Funny Bone, March 25th and 26th. And then I'll be in Michigan, Rockford, Michigan, March 31st, Grand Rapids, April 1st and 2nd, and Holland, Michigan, April 3rd. Then I'll be for Moon Tower in Austin, Texas, April 20th through the 23rd. And then in Bloomington, Indiana, Bloomington, Indiana, May 12th through 14th. And then I'll also be in um, Fort Myers, Florida the weekend after that. All my tour dates are on my website at imemmywillman.com. Hey, this is Mateo Lane. I'm Emma Wilman. And this is Inside the Closet. Inside the Closet. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Inside the Closet. Mateo and I are back with comedian Irene Tu, who just did an album. Irene, how's it going? Good. How are you guys? Oh, you know. We're, we're adjusting. I'm so, so I'm jet lagged because I just got back from London. So like the entire day, it feels like I'm hungover or just getting drunk. Like it's that weird feeling. <laughs> Um, so besides that, everything's good. How, where in the world are you right now? Um, I'm at my mom's house right now. I'm in the Bay, but I'm about to go back to LA. So I'll be back soon. Not not as fancy as London. I mean, I love San Francisco. San Francisco to me, I have never. First of all, they have got great food. Yeah. In San Francisco. Totally. That's one thing. They have good pastries there. I remember I kept going. I forgot the name of this place, but my hotel was by this place that held these great pastries and oh god i guess i guess you don't think of california as like heavy foods but every time i go to san francisco i'm like i feel thicker really mm-hmm. <laughs> when i went to san francisco i was with my girlfriend and she like knows all the she's like a foodie so we went to these some seafood place so we went to a bunch of places we got burritos i can't do that stuff i feel sick what irene if you had to pick so you grew up in san francisco no, I'm from Chicago. You met me in Chicago, oh, that's Mateo. that's right. That's right. Why do I keep us so... I guess because you said you're at mom's house. Wait, where in Chicago? Well, my mom moved here like a few years ago. Smart. Because I uh, was on, in California. Um, I'm from the western suburbs. Yeah, I'm from Arlington from Heights. Chicago. Oh, okay. I am like grew up in like Westmont. Oh my God, yeah. <clears throat> Did you ever go to Schaumburg Mall? No, I I would go to the Oak Brook Mall. Oh, I remember Oak Brook. Oh, to hang out at a mall as a child. We were driving like two hours in bumfuck Maine to get to like an Olive Garden. Ugh. <laughs> Just crazy. God. Wait, so, okay, when did you... Uh, I, I feel like we're doing like Barbara Walters again. Like, so tell me about it when you were young. But, um... We just had we just had Katie Hannigan on the show, and I always find it fascinating to find out people. This is gonna sound so stupid. Who are not cis straight white men who do comedy, and like how you found your way into comedy. Right. Um, well, I didn't know I could do comedy, or mm. that was a thing. I say um, that all the time. Same. Yeah. I I feel like unless you're like a a young white boy, it's like how would you know that comedy was even a thing? Right. Um. But uh, I mean, I just loved Ellen. So, oh my god, Irene, me too. Yeah, mm-hmm. I loved Rosie O'Donnell. I feel like that's like ev- like half of gay comics are like, oh, Ellen like brought me into comedy. Mm-hmm. 
Well, she, she to me, it was like Ellen and Margaret Cho and Kathy Griffin were like sure. speaking to our community. Mm-hmm. So it was like mm-hmm. the few pockets of comics you could listen to that. Otherwise, if you were going to watch stand-up comedy, there was like that sort of, um, oh, brace yourself. They're going to say something bad about gay people. Sure. Where mm-hmm. Margaret and Kathy and Ellen didn't. But was there a specific comic you saw? For me, it was Joan Rivers, right? But was there a specific comic you saw that took that shift where you went from I enjoy this to I could do this? Um, I would say the two comics. So first it was Ellen, who I love, because I guess also I was like, you know, like in the closet at the time. Mm-hmm. So in was high she school, in the closet she, when you were digging her? No, but she she was never like that gay. Right. You know, like, you know, like on launch. her talk show, mm-hmm. you know, on her talk show, she like wears suits. So mm-hmm. she was like. I mean, she was gay, but she right. wasn't like that gay. Right, something's going on. So for me, I was like, oh, I mean, I could do comedy. Like, no one's going to hate me. Like, Ellen's doing it. Sure. You know? mm-hmm. yeah, she was like Ellen- a likable gay person. She like took the heat for all of us. Mm-hmm. I think that's a, part of the backlash of Ellen that happened like a year ago. I was kind of like, you know, the, oh, she was mean to her staff and this and that. I'm like, first of all, I like... If I was a waiter at Chili's, I would lose it. But she was it. supposed to be like, really yeah. mean. Yeah, but she's, okay, she is the CEO of a billion dollar right. company. We can barely handle it as this level of comedians. Absolutely. Like, can you right. imagine billions of dollars, billions of, like, thousands of people work for you, like, millions of people watch you a day, like, all because of you. Right. So, like, I'm not saying it's okay. I'm just trying to paint a picture of maybe why she wasn't the best she boss. Cracked, yeah. But I, but I, I remember I did this podcast and everyone started going after Ellen and I said, you know, I just it was all queer people. And I was like, you know, I just want to remind everybody here, like, we really have to take a moment and be like, okay, fine. She's not the greatest boss in the world, but like all of us are doing this because of her. There's also totally. something that where it's like, say someone does does do something wrong that should be criticized. It's like people, it gets, the issues get conflated because it could be then someone who's like wanting to be homophobic anyway. Now it's like their chance to pounce on it. It's like there can be like an extra venom about it where they're like, I've always hated her. Like, and you're like, whoa, is this about what she's in trouble for? Or is this something else that like maybe you couldn't like jump on before? So it can be like, uh, like they're just like, I mean, in the case of this, sound like she was fucking... Yeah, I actually don't even know the details, but so you did you start stand up in open mics in Chicago? Um, yes, I actually took a, a couple classes. Me too. Well, I did improv first, yeah. And you know, I know it's not cool to be like I took a class, but I was oh, I took a class. Like, I don't know, like seventeen. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I took a class at 23, 24, 25, 26. I took like six. I don't classes. think there's anything wrong in taking class. I, I mean, loved a class. I wouldn't take a class now, but I mean, it's like I sure. Don't, I don't think sure. there's anything wrong in taking. Oh yeah, some structure. Especially, too, it's like, you know what I mean? It's like we're all a bunch of queers. It's like maybe we needed someone somewhere to kind of give us a little bit of a guidance. Yeah, I was was like, what's going on? Well, you know, but like comics are like, well, you should just go do it in the open mic. And if uh, if you take a class, you're a fucking loser. So it's like, all right, well, some people need like structure and learning. Totally. But also, too, like, you know, even if you take a class, you still have to go to the open mic. Right. So it's like, it's oh, not yeah. like you're it's not. not a cheat code. Yeah. Right. Right. It's not like you took a class and you're like, Netflix move aside. presents the class. <laughs> yeah. the gra- and for your graduation show, you all get a special on Quibi, actually, probably. Yeah. Let's be honest. They, that exists. Um, 
Did you, were you out on stage when you first started doing stand-up? Um, no. Well, cause I wanted to be like Ellen. Um, so I was trying to do a lot of like observational comedy, mm-hmm. which isn't really me as a person. Yeah. Um, <laughs> would you wear like little you suits? Like, yeah, you are grumpy. Yeah. I, I didn't wear suits, but I would wear like button down, like, uh, shirts and yeah. suspenders. Ooh, hello. Actually, I really like yeah. it. The suspenders is kind of a throwback to the yeah, 80s. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Yeah, it, it like a bow tie. So it was like or- Orville Redenbacher. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Come try my buttery popcorn. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Did your parents know what you were doing? Yeah, so they would drive me to, because um, uh, I, you know, I lived in the suburbs, so they would drive me every weekend when I was uh, in high school to um, like Second City, and I would take classes there. Oh, wow. I love that. I love supportive yeah. parents, for sure. And I, Yeah, I mean, I don't think they wanted me to keep doing it. They right. were like, this is fine for now. Right. This is something, this is something that will keep her busy. Right, right. Yeah, it's, like a, it's like playing a sport or something like that. And then when exactly. your kid's like, I'm going to go pro. It's an now. extracurricular. Yeah. <laughs> so when did you decide, okay, this is it. I'm doing it professionally. What was the response? Um, so, yeah, I was doing that. I was do, trying to do observational comedy. Didn't really work. Do you remember uh, your first observation? Taking... No. Well, I think it was a joke about Ellen, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> like, me too. Me too. I have no idea what it was. I mean, I'm sure it was bad. Yeah. And then I ended up taking a class with Cameron Esposito and, you know, she talks about being gay a lot. And I was like, oh, cool. This is like awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I kind of, you know, started uh, being more out in my comedy. Yeah. And then the, Col- the uh, Coles Wednesday. No, I never did Coles Wednesdays because I was like 19. Oh, you know, I actually yeah. never did Coles Wednesday night either because I actually I actually thought everyone was kind of mean. Was it a gay, Cole- gay mic? No, it was a. It really? was a it, yeah, I don't know why I th- I didn't feel comfortable there. The only the only people I liked was um obviously Cameron, but it was like River. River and I were the only ones who like got along. Everybody else seemed like um kind of like clicky. Mm-hmm. And so I instead would do Ray Holub and I and Soren Chotsky would go do um uh downtown Chicago near Navy Pier at some shitty bar. They had an open mic. We would do that on Wednesdays instead. There was like six oh, people. Oh, I didn't even know there was one. Yeah, it was horrible. I mean, I should have done Coles, but we I just I never did the Coles thing. I did it once and I didn't like how I felt and so I never did it again. Would you guys tell people that you like? Would you guys go on dates and tell people about your com- doing comedy, or would you try to be closeted about it? I don't know, Irene. What about you? Um, well, I don't really go on dates. Yeah, so. even like, back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I've never really gone on dates. Like, I could count the number of dates I've gone on like in one hand. Really? Like where it's like yeah. the person's like, "Hey, Irene, let's get dinner" or whatever the fuck. Yeah, I uh, just tend to if, if someone's interested in me, I'm like, there's no way. <laughs> what? Like no way like they're interested like, in you or no way you're back interested in them. Uh, uh I, if someone's interested in me, I'm like, oh, you're not my type. Mm. Yeah, I you know what? I actually have something similar. My type is a hot man that hates me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the same thing where I'm like, I need a little bit of a challenge. Like, you can't be that into me. So it's like if if the club lets you in, you don't want to be in the club. Right, right, right. I get that. I actually <laughs> get that a lot. I mean, that's sort of where I'm at right now. I'm like, oh, must... you like me? I, for that reason, I'm out. What about someone who doesn't <laughs> like you? Then wouldn't you guys want to, like, get them to go on a date, though? Or it's like the second they're like, all right, you're like, fuck this. 
I think I just do the very lesbian thing of where I would rather become friends with you. We'd be best friends and then we maybe end up dating later. Oh, interesting. Oh, I never did that. Well, but I know that is, a th- I know that is like it's the opposite of gay dating. I yeah. do more gay dating. It's the, uh, it's like, we're going to hook up, not speak for six months, try it again. Cause we were bored. We went through like a number of people. It still didn't work. And then never speak to each other again. Just look at each other's stories for the rest of our lives. <laughs> No, I just want to be best friends with everyone. And then maybe one person I'm like, all right, you can be, you can also sleep in the same bed. Really? Have you you had a lot of girlfriends in the past or not? No, I've had uh, like, uh, I don't know, maybe four or five, depending on if they count as a girlfriend or not. That's (laughs) more than me. Small number. I've only had two boyfriends. I've had like seven billion girlfriends. Yeah, I've only Emma. Emma has a lot. I yeah, oh, I probably like had. Every time I run into Emma, I was like, "Oh, this is a different person." Hundred percent. I know. I, I sometimes <laughs> I try to like catch people's eye before I introduce the girlfriend. I'm like, ah, da, 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 da. "We're switching up. We're switching up. We're switching up. Switching gears." You guys know Rich? Well, you know Rich Boss, Rich Voss and Bonnie. Yeah, of course. There's not, I, not personally, but yeah, they're great. But like, there had been like t- they. I like ran into them with this girlfriend I had way back. Uh, we would like run into each other at the airport, and like we would all like sit and like hang out a little bit, and then I like ran into them where I had another girlfriend and then like quickly another one. And I was like trying to catch Rich's eye because I didn't know if he would be like, you know, how's that? Well, you know, Rich, he'll be like, so uh, what's, what's going on? What's, yeah. The fuck is yeah. This? But he <laughs> smooth operator. He was didn't miss a he was just oh, nice to meet you. Da, yeah. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, you know, I feel like if, <laughs> I feel like if I had a different guy every time I met Keith Robinson, he'd be like, like what's going on? No, no. He'd be proud of me. He'd be like, oh, really? Good. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Keith would be very proud of me. Well, it's always like the same person for like a six months to nine months. This is actually my longest relationship now. I would say it's a healthy one, and yeah. not to be biased, but she's also Mexican and Italian. She so is. Yeah. I, I really like her. Mm-hmm. She's great. She. You get a taste of my childhood. I'm hard to date though. Like <laughs> definitely, it just gets especially when I start getting like really stressed out about like career stuff because like I like to like unwind with that at home. So then like having someone hear me process that a lot, I think it's tough. Well, yeah, Irene, how do you because mm, you tour yeah. a lot, you're on the road a lot, you're doing huge shows a lot. So it's like, how do you balance? Being on the road, being busy, performing for all these people, and then just when you go back home, like, what's your routine or, like, what do you have that you set in place to be like, okay, here's how I readjust to life? You know, I don't really have a routine, which I feel like I should. I'm sure I would be way more successful if I, you know, woke up at five in the morning every day. Um, But, I, you know, I don't really get super stressed doing shows and stuff. I mean, I'll get tired and I'll, like, go back to my hotel or you know, go back home and just like watch TV or something. But mm-hmm. I don't get really stressed with that. I was way more stressed trying to put together like my album. Mm. And even that, even now I'm stressed because it's like coming out um, like this week. So I'm like, oh, I'm like nervous what people are going to think about it. What was the process of putting it together? Um. Well, so the record label approached me. I did it with Blonde Medicine. And like I've known Dominic since I was in college because he saw me do like stand up for like their rooftop comedy competition mm. so i was like wearing literally i was wearing suspenders and the, <laughs> the bow tie with so your buttery had, like, popcorn yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and so they approached me about doing an album i was like oh yeah i've never like put something out so I was sure. like, okay, i'll do that and then you know i had to kind of go through all my jokes listen, listen to my sets yep. put it in an order and it kind of changed the way that I was approaching my stand-up because, you know, usually when you do showcases, it's like, what, 10 minutes, 15 right. minutes? Yeah. 
you're just trying to be funny. That's it. But then when you put together like, you know, 45 minutes to an hour, you're like, oh, what am I saying? Or how does this joke go into the next? Totally. Joke? What's the arc? Yes, exactly. Even also, it's like the flow of the hour, right? Like not everything's Mm -hmm. hit, 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 hit. Everything's like, here's a a peak and then we go back down and we're going to go back up here. And it's like not just building that out, but having the confidence to be okay with like this moment's not a peak. Like I'm talking right Mm -hmm. now. We'll get right back there. Totally. That's huge. Exactly. That's huge. Um, It's trusting yourself. I'm I'm happy with how it turned out, but you know, also again, I recorded it like four or five months ago, and listening to it now, I'm like, oh, I could have done this better. Uh, well, that's but, you the, know, that's just stand up. Yeah, yeah, that's a sign of an artist being like, I should have done this. Did you guys videotape it? We did. So people have been asking if I'm going to put out the whole video, and you know, I don't like watching it because, as I've said, I'm like, this could be better. Mm-hmm. So I've put out a couple of clips. So I think I'm going to do that for a while. And then if I that, I was going to say that get over the get that's it the over smarter it. way get to go. We'll see. Yeah. So I'm going to put out clips first and see. How yeah. It chop it up. Chop it up into clips. Caption that shit and put it on reels. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you guys both have really great uh, reels and clips. Oh, thanks. I do. T- I'll do. I'll like post stuff on TikTok, and then like depending on how it does, then I'll start putting it up on Reels. But I've cooled it with TikTok a little bit just because it was like. I got once I got so three hundred thousand followers on TikTok. I was like, I'm out. It's like wow. <laughs> it's. I mean, you can post less now. Once you get a certain amount, you can post less. But I don't it's care just... anyway. Just I just it wants your attention all the time. I'm wait. I'm into the Instagram game now. I'm still back into mm-hmm. Instagram. Like. I'm uh, in TikTok's like ugh, another video of what TikTok's the only way I get people to go to Instagram. That's the only thing that I've ever done that's like grown the Instagram. So um, I had I a know. I had a special not a special I had an hour I did at the cellar like right before the pandemic and my hours changed completely since then. So because no one's knocking on my door for a special, I'm just cutting up that Great. hour I did at the cellar mm-hmm. and putting that up online. So I'm always wearing the same stupid outfit, but I'm like, oh, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Easy. I, we forget how yeah, much fucking matter. content people are consuming too. Like they don't know. They know. Everyone's like, where'd you get that yellow duck shirt? Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to turn into like Ali Wong, like someone's going to be me for Halloween in a yellow duck shirt with black skinny jeans and a mustache. Great. I would love it. That's hilarious. How how are you going to go about start? Because I always have a thing where I'm always like, okay, I need to open with something that addresses how I look, but like is kind of, do you have a, do you, is that, do you have something now that you're like, okay, I'm going to open with it? Because I recorded a album a little while ago too, and I'm just editing it now, but I coming up with something to open with is the thing where I'm like, I'm feeling lost about that. I know. I it's I feel like if you're not a straight white guy, you right. always have to open with something. something where it's like I look like this or I talk right. like this. Mm-hmm. Or like that whatever. diffuses like, it. Exactly. We're like I'm gay. We all. I know. swear to God, if I Let don't do, do that, jokes. people within ten minutes there's a vibe because my mom was like, "It's in your head." I'm like, "No." I literally can't believe you're saying this right now. I I just did a week of shows in London, Irene, and every night I have this joke about how when I do audiences that don't know me, I have to address that I'm gay. Otherwise, mm-hmm. ten minutes mm-hmm. in. The audience literally is like, when is he going to bring it up? Is it's he foreign? It's what's, 10 minutes. What's going on? 10 minutes is the threshold. Wow. Three minutes, they're like, okay. And then six minutes, they're like, I'm wondering, like, wait a minute. And then at 10 minutes, it's like, what's happening here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's so fun. I haven't ever done a very long set where I never addressed it. Me neither. So I am curious to see if that would work. All three um, of us I'm should sure try like, it and report back to each totally. other. Totally. I swear yeah, there's like, a vibe. 
like if we do like what a 15 or 20 minute set literally never bring it up can you imagine the audience it's so funny it's not even us like i love that all three of us mentioned this because it's true the audience literally is like when is he gonna bring it up right say it say it say it maybe he's french right exactly (laughs) that's what it feels like i mean and maybe i'm crazy it is crazy crazy and i'm like it felt validating. I was doing shows in Vegas and I was like, I swear to God, there's a weird vibe. I was like, I have to make fun of how I look for like three minutes straight and I'm not really into it. And people were like, nah, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? And then I did it with a comedian who was Iranian and afterwards he was like, wow, I have to really make fun of myself. And I was like, thank you. Cause I was getting like gaslit. It's no, it's, I was like, I'm just saying it's a feeling you, I can feel it in my brain. Yeah. It sucks, honestly. It's like, I don't want to, because I, I, my opening line, uh, I cha- I've changed it since then, but um, it used to be like, I'm a girl, and, you know, and then people are like, ah, you know, she doesn't look like a girl, you know, whatever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> which, it always works, but then I was like, oh, I'm sick of it, because I'm like, who cares? Right. Right. My, I relate to that. My 100%. opening line now, not when I'm on the road, but if I'm at the cellar, I walk on stage, and the first thing I'm going to go, thanks so much, I'm obviously gay. Right. Just move, get it out of the way. On. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was trying to talk about saying I had a weird look, and then I was someone was like, "You should say you have a unique look." Because like, don't say you're weird because. Uh, well, who said weird is bad? I, that's what yeah, I said. That's actually that? what I, that's what I tried to write the joke about. I said I'm not saying I'm bad looking. I'm saying I am weird looking, and I know it's weird looking because. And then I gave some. I reasons. don't hear weird is bad because I've been called weird so much, and I've been rewarded for it. So right. that's like, why would I say that is bad? I think people then think, well, if you're weird looking, then am I weird looking? And I've noticed if I say unique, that doesn't happen as much. But I don't think weird's bad either. I'm like, I know I'm fucking weird looking. It was interesting, Irene, that you bring this up because it's like I don't know that I've ever vocalized it this way with other comics that's like oh all three of us are queer all three of us have a like we walk on stage and people immediately start saying in their heads certain things about us or deciding who we are and then we all have to establish what we are and it's like it's a it's a weird hurdle that we're still doing at 2022 Mm -hmm. and i don't know if it's because we're just like not famous enough or right. if it's just people still can't wrap their heads around gay people. I don't know what it is. Oh, I think once you're famous and people go out to see you, then you don't really have to. Like, right. if I get a vibe that, like, there's people that are, like, familiar with me or they came to the show to see me, then I can. Like... Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, if all three of us headline, right, people are buying mm-hmm. tickets to see us. So it's less of an explanation. It's And it's less like going into battle, you know. But if you're right. opening for somebody or if you're just doing a 15-minute spot, it's like. Am I ever going to leave this open mic phase of like the first 25 seconds doing the like sort of like documentary style stand up? Because I mean, that's kind of what all stand ups do when they first start. I'm this, I'm from here, I look like this. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, why don't we ever get to graduate from that? Are you in LA yeah. a bunch coming up or are you uh, traveling? Um, so go back to LA today, but I am, I think I'm leaving pretty soon after I'm in Denver this weekend and then I'm in Chicago for a little bit. Woo! Wait, when are you in April? Chi- oh, okay. I'm going to Chicago this weekend. I just realized you said you're Oh, in really? Denver. Oh, yeah. no. Are you yeah. going to see family, Mateo, or are you going for- Are you joking? Of course. They're well, I mean, all like, you, we're good. We're, we need, they don't ask. We need this many tickets, they say. <laughs> so you've got shows. I'm, I'm doing two shows back to back at the Park West Theater. And Great. It's, it's going to be. All homosexuals oh, cool. and and uh, that's my fun. family. Yeah, they're sold out. That's great. Congratulations. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, that's like a pretty big theater, isn't it? Yeah, it seats like nine hundred, I think. Who do you oh, have an opener? Awesome. 
Um, I'm bringing Marie Faustin and Ethan Simmons. Fun. Oh, great. Oh, that'll be awesome. Yeah. Cool. That'll be fun for... Th- How much time do you have them do up top? I probably have Marie do like 12. Ethan will do like 15. Great. And I'll do an hour. Good for you. Yeah. That's awesome. That's a good show. But my family will be there and then they'll be upset that I didn't make fun of them. <sighs> oh, my God. <laughs> they'll be like, why didn't you ta- talk about us? That's hilarious. Nobody else says that their family wants them to be made fun of. Yeah. They're just... My family... Oh God. You have to meet them sometime, Irene. You have to meet... The, they're in Chicago. I have... T- I they're so 30, nice. I have 34 first cousins now. And... Um, oh, my God. Yeah, I know. It's a lot. Actually, Andrew Schultz just asked me. He goes, um, do you want kids? I said, no. He goes, you're Italian and Mexican and you don't want kids. And I said, someone has to stop us. Yeah. <laughs> do you want to have kids, Irene? Um, I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not going to say no, but... Uh, I'm, af- gonna... I'm saying I'm putting my foot down. No. It's so hard for me to picture with my lifestyle. I'm like, I'm barely hanging on by a threat. Like, I, I can't Emma, even commit to a... you'd be a great a, dad. I appreciate that. But yeah, I, I'm like... You would. I can't even, like, commit to, like, not to... The only thing that I... My through line for anything is getting 10,000 steps a day. Okay, well... Other I, than that, like, I can't keep something alive. If all three of us, you, me, and Irene, if we all had a child for some reason that we had to take care of, mm. we would, the focus would naturally move to that child. Of course. For me, until there's 13, and then I'm like, well, I don't do drugs. I don't care anymore. I'm tired. I'm going to go. <laughs> I just, like... But it seems like the best thing that you could possibly... I mean, it seems like an incredible thing to do, but I can I'm... Maybe it would force me to get it together, but I'm not going to try to find out that way. No, I think that's a that's, that's a, a real that's bad a risk. That's like the couples that are like, well, we'll have a kid and then I'll like reignite the love. We'll get closer. Do you want to get married? Like, do you have do you have I do you have any sort of vision of like a domesticated life? Um, no, I even as a kid, I never was like, oh, I want to get married. I never had that dream. Um, but, you know, I would like to, you know, have a person maybe. But I, I'm just like I don't like need anyone else. I'm like an only child. Mm. I pretty much grew up by myself. So oh, I'm you're like, an only child. Yeah, I so mean, I'm kind of uncomfortable with other people. Sometimes. Celebrity crush. Emma Watson. Oh yeah. Didn't she say? Didn't she take a jab at J.K. Rowling in the? Uh, didn't she like in an acceptance speech? I think she like made. I hope she did. She J.K. Rowling's really acting like a real bitch yeah i think she threw some yeah, it's sh- like, shade just at her stop talking JK. right stop going on twitter like i know so ironic created that a great franchise yeah stop just stop although i found it interesting i saw some they're like making a new harry potter movie and there's a harry potter video game and harry potter play i'm like wait a minute we're not supposed to listen to r kelly anymore but we can just keep making harry potter worlds like i don't know how to explain this but like if you love harry potter then you love jk rowling because mm. all those characters come from her brain yeah. I really yeah. put my foot in the, the, the... You know what, though? I'm not a big Harry Potter fan. If Me I neither, was, never have been. I say that. That's why... I mean, I like the movies. I think that they're great. And I love Maggie Smith. I mean, she could do anything. I've yeah. never seen oh one God, of the she's movies. The best. But she's, she's the fantastic. Best. What? Not one You've of them. Seen no, they are. Nope. The they are I read good. two books, but then I was... I don't know. I didn't... I just never... Because I also know wow. it's like Lord of the Rings. I know once you, I see it, I'm going to want to see all of them. And that's a fucking Well, Lord of, the, Lord of the Rings is a commitment. I had the flu once... Uh, like five years ago and I, I was literally bedridden and so my my TV started playing Lord of the Rings and I was too weak to move it ah, and yes. so it went this through what we're all watching. six of them <laughs> yep the three Damn. and then the prequels and oh it also went to somehow YouTube went to um it was watching all the episodes of that uh, Rem- Renee. What was that from the Scientology? Uh, oh, Leah Remy. Leah Remini. Yeah, like, she oh, was uh-huh. shutting you know Scientology down, and then it went to that uh, Long Island Medium. I'm like these are the same shows. Some ballsy Italian woman walking into a bunch of people, right. being like, "Your life ruined." Right. 
and you just couldn't move. Yeah, I was stuck. Oh, if that's a special place to be when you can't change when you then the remote doesn't work for whatever reason. Mm. Yeah. Wait, do you have any routines? I mean, when you go into a hotel, I have a ho- hotel routines when oh, I'm on wait, the road. Tell me your, I don't have one. I don't have one either. Routine. Well, oh. I do now. I just started. I just started. Now I unpack. Now I do do that. Okay, so first thing I do is I, I, when I get in the hotel, I drink a big bottle of water. I set the lighting so that the lighting looks good. I don't like How do you do that? Just turn on different lights and see what the good light balance Interesting. is. So you set comfortable. I put on the travel channel. Okay. Because the travel channel has the worst programming okay it's all ghost shows got it and i love i don't know but now when i, I go into a hotel and i know i just see some like white lady from minnesota being like i saw something coming at me i'm comforted mm. um i order uber eats or if they have room service i get room service um i shower doesn't matter what time you get in lay in bed pop up my laptop and yeah i'm good okay oh okay I, I feel like I yeah. never really have enough time. I like go into the hotel room and then like quickly have to like go to the show or something. Right. So I kind of yeah. just set my stuff down and leave. Get yeah. in and be like, fuck. I was in London yeah. for 10 days and I had all my clothes perfectly folded neatly. So Mateo that was, is winning at life. No, just so that it could, when, when, I, wow. when I packed, it yeah. took me 13 seconds. And Michelle Wolf taught me this. So because you guys travel too. Everything, every travel bag you have. Oh, you told me this. Buy yeah. two of them. Yeah. Buy two lotions, two, whatever you use at home. Buy two of them, put it in a bag. So every time you travel, all you have to do is throw that in the bag. I did that and then I forgot and stopped. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I need to wait, start doing that. Wait, so you're having two travel bags? Is that what you're no, saying? I, like two I, like to-go ins- things? Instead of like packing my comb or my hair products oh. or my lotion in a bag and then yes. unloading it, just buy two of them and yeah. have one already in a bag ready to go. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I just have my my kit that I just leave. Yeah. But I pa- I now I pack lightly. Like if it's a weekend, I bring a backpack. So I had this really? thing for where I was yeah. like, this is what I, the routine was going to be. I bought these overnight oats when I was being like super healthy. And I would like, first thing I would get in, go to the grocery store, make oats, like prep my meals, get that down. Okay, I fucking stopped doing that. Um, but now I bought these like overnight oats that had caffeine in them. Caffeinated fucking oats. Why do they have caffeine in oats? I don't oats? know. What? Yeah, it had 90 grams of caffeine, which is like a cup of coffee. And... Then I would get that, mix it with like milk, whatever. And then, but, and then that was like my routine and it was kind of like a nice little ritual. But I, I put the halt on too much processed food stuff because I was having gastrointestinal issues. Farting. Oh. I was just farting. Were you having too, constantly. Much, too much vegetables? No, I think I was having too much processed like protein powders and fake sugar. Oh, yeah, you can't yeah, have you too can't. much pro- fake protein. It's no, no, not good for you. No, it's not. So I actually stopped, and I've been just having, like, organic stuff and, like... It, have some yogurt or yeah, have some... Yeah, much better. Or this naked whey protein. I mean, recently it's just been pure shit. But when I was doing that, I felt... Because do you know Stacia Patwell, Irene? She's the one doing the workouts mm. with all the comedians in L.A.? Yeah, I don't, I don't know her personally. Oh, my I know God. She's doing all the workouts. She's, a, she's amazing. I did her two-month program. It changed my life, but that was about a year and a really? half ago. Yeah. Oh, it was... I've never gotten Is it into- expensive. When I did it, uh, <laughs> it she's, sounds like a yes. Yeah, it it is. Her rates have gone <laughs> way up, but honestly, it was. I mean, it was the best thing I've ever done for myself, hands down. You get access to her twenty four seven, two one on one workouts, customized nutrition plan. Um, this sounds. Like it was a the best lot. thing. It was the best thing I ever did for myself. But it was like so. It was great. I I would do it all year round if I could. 
I, yeah, I couldn't do the customized nutrition thing. I just like to eat whatever the fuck I want. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, do because I worry about what I eat on the road. Do you ever worry about what you eat? I've never worried about what I ate my entire life. Wow. I, I just eat literally whatever I, I'm like, I want to eat this. I just eat it. Okay. That's, what's your favorite? You're an intuitive eater. What's not, not just what's your favorite food, but what's your favorite meal from what restaurant? Oh, uh, In-N-Out Burger. It's a double-double animal-style, protein-style, add chopped chilies, fries, and then now I get a Neapolitan shake. What's this protein-style? That's with the lettuce wrap instead of the bun. Oh, yes, yes. Damn. Mm -hmm. I have to say I like Shake Shack better than In-N-Out. No way. Yeah. They're both really good. Uh-huh. It's a little tough. I would have they said good. I would have said Shake Shack too, but then I I've been to the first time I went to In-N-Out, it was actually Irene. It was when I met you in San Jose. My cousins came to one of the shows and we went to In-N-Out afterwards, and it was a set. Do you remember those shows at Rooster Tea Feathers? Oh, at Roosters. Okay. Yeah. So we went to an In-N-Out after that and it was probably like Saturday morning at 1 a.m. and it was such a shit show. There was like the sauce was like all o- smeared all over the tables. Like there's like drunk people oh, no. everywhere. It was a mess. So I was like, what is this fucking place? I shouldn't have been. You can't judge. I wouldn't want someone judging me drunk on a Saturday at 1 a.m. You know what I'm saying? But like so then I went to it again over the years and I'm like, this place is incredible. But I'll never forget like sitting down in the seat and it's like sauce table <laughs> sauce. That's funny because I was driving back like from South Bay recently and I stopped, I think probably at that same In-N-Out Burger in San Jose. Shit show. I walked in and I was like, absolutely not. Yeah, I'm going to go. Yeah, like I'm going to get out of here. Like there's like someone like laying on the table. It's just like pure madness and mayhem. <laughs> well, it was like that McDonald's on West 4th Street. Or there was a McDonald's here, Irene. It was Club it's right, McDonald's. It's right by the cellar and they finally closed it because I'm sure multiple people were murdered in there. But like, Absolutely. Oh, no. For what no. for whatever reason, this McDonald's was just it was almost like that um portal to the other world mm-hmm. and like poltergeist. Like the, yeah. just like the strangest creatures came out of that place. And I'm like, what is it with this McDonald's? Like this is like a very young, hip neighborhood, and suddenly it's like just the like, last thing going on <laughs> was any food. Like the the healthiest thing about that McDonald's was the food, actually. Like yeah. the French fry That's was the crazy. healthiest most emotionally balanced thing in there people were drinking openly in it always yeah it was like there was like drugs being done in there yeah i remember i went in there once to use the bathroom but gay men are never afraid of this gay men drunk at four o'clock in the morning do not care they want their mcdonald's they'll waltz right through the pits of hell to be like i want a double quarter pounder (laughs) is this I just, I, speaking of, I just saw your McDonald's clip, Mateo. That was funny. What's his McDonald's clip? Oh, I forgot I even did that joke. You just said that you, that you love McDonald's or something. Yeah, I said, I'm like, I love McDonald's, but every time I eat, I'm like, I have to shower. Like, something's happening to me. Totally. <laughs> every time I eat it, I'm like, why don't I eat this all the time? This is amazing. And then an hour later, I'm like, oh. Oh, yeah, your skin, like, starts to, like, yeah. secrete. I'm yeah. like, I don't even understand what's happening. Like, what has happened Yeah, here? I'm, like, sweaty. I feel like I run a marathon, and it's like, what? This is McDonald's. <laughs> But it is rewarding. It is fun to have on the road. When you see McDonald's, those golden arches, you're like, ah! Yeah. They have the best fries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you, when you start, um, when the album comes out, are you going st- to start planning for the next album or do you have any idea what's next? Um, I'm, yeah, I'm trying to write more material right now. Um, gotta write so those I've jokes. Got, I got maybe 10 good minutes. I maybe. feel you totally. Uh, 10 good minutes is not bad. <laughs> I feel you. I said maybe, yeah. Oh, That's well, all right, okay. <laughs> I feel the exact, I feel like totally the same way. And then I started, <laughs> recently I started like doing more like crowd work to like suss up material, but 
then mm-hmm. I just get too excited because I'll be like, oh my God, I can use this for TikTok. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Yeah, that's so, the problem is like I'm being rewarded right now for like putting stuff up on Instagram and then it's like, oh wait, but I also have to like save stuff for like an yeah. hour. So then like I'm not quite sure. I don't, I don't know what's... What Are there tons of new comedians in LA now? Um, There's always tons of new comedians in LA. I yeah. feel like anytime I go to a show, I'll meet like 10 more comics that I've never seen before in my life. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, but that's just kind of LA is just huge, you know. Right, and there's like a lot of comics who are like also actors and stuff. Right, right. I missed it this winter. I mean, when I was like freezing walking around New York, I really missed it. I mean, because when I moved back, it was like I wanted the familiarity of New York, and I I do love New York, but man, it was so fucking cold. I was thinking I was romanticizing LA big time. I know. I remembered when you lived in LA for a bit. I, was I like, loved oh, I it. Here. I really, really loved it. It's just like all my family's on the East Coast and I'm more used to it. So even if I'm traveling, there's something about it that just feels, I don't know. I'm just like, I think I'm just more used to it. But man, I love that warm weather. What are your thoughts on LA versus New York? Or like, how do you feel when you're in New York? You know what I mean? Like, what's the what's the um, vibe? I'm always so intimidated by New York. Like, Really? I, really? Yeah, I think I'm going next week. I'm going to oh. try and do some spots. Um, but I hate asking people for spots in New York because I'm like, oh, they're going to think I'm a fraud. Um, Fuck Why? Them. Yeah, I, I don't know. There's just such a stigma when you're like, oh, I'm an L.A. comic. People are like, are you like, can you tell a single joke? And oh, you're whatever. Like, I don't know. Maybe I can't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now that you mention it. That's so funny. Yeah, I mean, I, it is very different vibes. I, I never quite connected with Los Angeles as a city or comedy. Like, I just was so, like, I'm so, I'm from Chicago, then in New York. It's like, I, I don't know how to adjust to sun and happiness. I do feel like um, New York is more similar to Chicago, but that's, like, why I left Chicago and wanted to go to California, because I'm like, I hate the weather here. It's just, like, not, I've always wanted to live in California. I lived here, and I was like, yes, this is exactly what I thought it was going to be, totally. and this is what I wanted, and mm. this is great. I felt the same about New York. I was like, I always wanted to live in New York, never having been to New York, moved to New York. I was like, this is this is right. I couldn't move back to Chicago now. Could you? Oh. No, no. Yeah. Also, it's like, I'll just see people I went to high school with or college. And I was yeah. like, I don't want that. Yeah. I'd rather I go want... live someplace like totally off the grid than go back to like Boston. I like, I mean, I had a good time in Boston, but I, I could, I could, I could see Boston feeling small. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd rather go like sit somewhere warm where I could live for like $30 a day. To, to be honest, Chicago feels small at this point, small. which sounds crazy, but it's like That is crazy. It does sound small. I mean, New York always still feels like I'm just anonymous. I'm moving about the city. I'm I don't have to worry about the nosy neighbor. Not at all. It's free, it's freeing. It's freeing an existential crisis ish. Uh what's the day the album comes out? Um March 25th. Okay, sweet. How does Coming it, right how, up. How does everyone get it? Um, they can get it uh, on. It's going to be on everywhere on the twenty fifth. But right now, you can pre order it on iTunes or Bandcamp or Amazon Music that nobody uses, but it's an option. And what are, uh, what's the best way for people to follow you so that they can get all the updates on all things Irene? 
Um, you can follow me at Irene underscore two. That's T U. Um, I'm on Instagram, Twitter, also Irene Two Comedy on TikTok. If you want to help me get reach a certain number, and Hell then yeah. I also will probably quit. Yeah, because I don't <laughs> like TikTok. I don't either, I just, Irene. I've just been told I need to be on it, so I was like, okay, I guess I'll just get like a decent enough following on it, and then I could be like, look, I people think I'm funny. On I here. got free, I got free coffee uh, in Seattle because they recognize me from TikTok. That's Great. all I've gotten from it. <laughs> A free cup of coffee. She's like, I think I follow you on TikTok. You like do jokes? I was like, that's right. She goes, you can have this in the house. I was like, <laughs> thanks. You're like, that's it? Just one coffee? Yeah. It's, it is crazy that I've had several people be like, yeah, people have recognized me on TikTok. And I'm like, you? You're not even famous at all. Yeah. <laughs> right. But that's the, con- that's the, that's the consumption now. We, I was talking about this last night with, I think, Rose, but it was like, people watch the phone. Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. like, that's why I'm like, okay. Quibi must want to blow their fucking brains out. Quibi- they should have wanted to blow their brains out from the beginning. The second I heard the, the second I heard the concept of Quibi, right. my but brain it was, was all like, about, it was that a, doesn't sound It was right. an app all about mm-hmm. watching things on your phone. For like six minutes. For like, oh, see, that's where they fucked up. Well, the, you know what it is? It's like when things start to naturally happen, don't try and cut the line. You know what I mean? No. Like it was people were watching shit on their phone and then it was like TikTok and Instagram. So people were consuming things in less amount of time. And then Quibi's like, well, we'll just make TV shows in less amount of time. And it's like, no, that's you're like you're like an old man trying to listen to where the young whippersnappers are saying. You know, so it's like. Ugh. And it just—it just felt like old people were telling us we're hip, right? And look, we were we got like, "J Lo, look, look, look!" Yeah, and we're like, love "Fuck J-Lo. off!" They're like, but yeah, there's a pandemic; you can watch it now. What'd you say, Irene? Yeah, I was like, nobody thought Quibi was a good idea, right? No one, even the name. Even I didn't think it was a good idea. Yes, yeah. I remember they were explaining it to me, and I was like, oh, I don't think this is a good idea. Yeah, it was like I was like, they're, I was like, they're, they're all losing their money. And then they were like, "Do you yeah. want to audition?" I was like, "Absolutely." Yeah, <laughs> I'll take the money. <laughs> I did Ron Funches' show on on Quibi. I'll never see it again, but it was me, Nori Davis, Ron Funches. If they called me right now, I'd be like, yeah, I'll talk. But I remember it felt like Truman's show. Like, I was on set, Ron was hosting, there were cameras and lights, but it was like, this is for Quibi. So I felt like, what are we doing? Like, this feels so, (laughs) what is this, you know? I get it. Well, we'll, I'm going to order your album. Same. I'm going to pre-order it. Same. Oh, thank you. Oh, we also made a vinyl of it, too. So oh, sweet. Like vinyl, that's fun. Oh, that's awesome. Vinyl. Yeah. It's fun, right? Yeah. Well, thank you for being on our podcast. Yeah, thank you, Irene. It was great to catch up with Feel you. Feel free to hit me up when you're in New York. I'm, I leave next Me, too. Let's get, let's get coffee or something. Oh, cool. Yeah, I'll text you guys. I would love to hang out with you guys. Awesome. Great. Thank you, Irene. All right. See ya. Thank you for having me. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Starbanes Avenue, a podcast, <clears throat> a podcast network.